What's going on? Welcome in to your favorite podcast, to That Being Said podcast, with myself, Sammy Georgeur. And me, George Georgeur, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Hub and uh, Sammy from Starbucks today. <laughs> from, a, from a Mercer Island Starbucks, home of Bill Russell, for those that uh, were wondering. I think that's, that's a good example. Well, he lives there, but I don't, he's not originally from Mercer Island. That's besides the point. Home of. Home of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, episode, I don't know what it is, but we're doing this a little differently. We were on our uh, on an app. We're in def- uh, different places. So this is a casual, breaking news type of podcast. I know it was two days ago, but we're getting around to the Andrew Luck news. Um, me and George just wanted to do a quick hitter podcast talking about this news. And, man, I'm going to let you start off with your initial thoughts. And for those that haven't been around on this podcast, George is um, – and I'm not saying wrongly or rightly so, but George has been an advocate for Andrew Luck winning multiple Super Bowls, being, you know, one of those Peyton Manning, Tom Brady type of guys, potential, and uh, one of his favorite players. So I know this hit home, this kind of hit home for you, George. Yeah, um, there's a lot to, there's a lot to like unpack here. First, you know, Andrew Luck, uh, I want to give him some credit for if he's not willing to you know, or doesn't want to play football as much as people want him to play football. He shouldn't play football. Uh, second of all, I mean, Andrew Luck is like one of those big what ifs. Um, for me, what I really, you know, when I, when this happened, first of all, I, I think it's one of those places and there's only a few of them I can actually think of in my life that I remember exactly what I was doing or where I was when the news broke. And, you know, you, you actually called me and said, Hey, uh, I'm not joking, but uh, this is actually serious. Andrew Luck retired, and I told you, yeah, right, okay. And I started laughing at you, <laughs> and um, and I had I knew I had to tell you, like, hey, like I'm really not joking. <laughs> yeah, and like it, it, there's only like in my lifetime, I I would say this is the most like outside of games, like people, I I tweeted, oh, this is the most shocked I've ever felt in sports, and someone was like. Oh, you're not shocked when the Cavaliers came back from down three. Well, I'm like, God, do you, do you guys not understand? Like, I'm talking about like, yeah, basketball games happen and things happen. People win and lose. I'm talking about actual news that broke that you weren't expecting that, you know, outside of a game. I wasn't a, I wasn't into sports because I was only five years old when Michael Jordan retired. So I don't remember that. I also don't remember. I was probably two years old when. Or three years old when Magic Johnson said he had HIV and uh, had to retire from uh, from basketball. Uh, outside of that, this is like kind of the most shocked I've ever been outside uh, on news, like news breaking in sports. You know, um, it's just crazy. I, I I'm just trying to put in my head what are the biggest like the moments I remember really well exactly where I was that didn't have to do with actual just gameplay. It's probably Andrew Luck retiring, the malice in the palace just because it was so bizarre. And other than that, I can't think of any non-game moments that I've been more shocked by. Yeah, and I think that's one thing with sports is um, in-game moments are supposed to have shock appeal. That's why sports are the 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 beauty of sports the reason it brings people together like super bowls and nba finals and world series and brings cities together is because of the shock appeal if there was no shock in sports people wouldn't love it as much right if exactly we knew the, what the outcome was going to be but i know exactly what you're saying it's one of those situations where you sit back and you say like what like 
yeah, you know, Russell Wilson's interception on the one yard line is more shock appeal in the sense of a game than, you know, that, that I've ever experienced, but it was more shock in my body, but for outside of a game, something that's, you know, usually more predictable, I guess that's why it's such a shock appeal is right. it's usually more predictable that like, yeah, Andrew Luck's going to play till 38. Right. right. Like, I, I, and with him, you might have never like thought he was he might not have the, as long as a career as like Tom Brady or those guys because he never seemed like that type of guy. But you thought he'd play. He's not going to be just done at age 29. <laughs> yeah. And it it is for me probably one of the more shocking ever. Um, I guess LeBron's decision, maybe because of the mix of the show and he's leaving his hometown and kind of the poor way he did it was quite shocking yeah but with with, with that with that one the only thing like i'm not like disagreeing with you that wasn't shocking it was like we knew he was gonna pick a team and he might leave cleveland (laughs) that's what i was getting to i was gonna say minus the anticipation part well or adding the anticipation part you knew something was happening with this we didn't know something was happening you know like this was one of those where you just open your eyes and something happens Right. You, can't, you know, you're not saying, okay, 10 o'clock, we're going to find out if Andrew Luck's going to retire or not. No, th- this came out of nowhere. And I, I mean, for me, my initial thoughts were, okay, I'm shocked, right? Second thoughts were, and I heard Clay Travis say this on his radio show today. He's like, I went back and was like, wait, was that actually Adam Schefter who tweeted that? Um, and then I know that well, I called you immediately. For those that didn't know, I was out of town. Um, shout out to JC. Those who've listened to the podcast has heard him as a guest. He was graduating this weekend. We went out there. And so George was taking care of the website. And I was like, yo, I need you to write this article. Andrew Luck retired. And your first thought was also, let me go check, like, if that was really Adam Schefter who tweeted it or who right. tweeted it. It, it, it kind it of, so I feel like that was believe- everyone's reaction, though. Everyone's like, because there is that page, what, Black Adam Schefter? Like, I, I, I thought maybe he tweeted that. Or there's a lot of people that like get usernames that are very similar on purpose with the same profile picture and copy it to try to trick people. Yeah, I know, which I've never really understood, but that's a different fun. story for a different day. It's fun for some people to be trolls. I, I, I was in big shock, and I think if this happened last year before the season, and I know he would have been younger, but I think the shock appeal would have been a much less. Right. And well, it because, would have been like, oh, his shoulder's really bad, so he's just, he can't throw. 100%. You would have said, okay, this dude's been through rib problems. His kidney was almost lost from a laceration. Spl- actually, that was his spleen. His kidney's fine. <laughs> I think it was a kidney, actually. It was a lacerated spleen, I thought, but I could be wrong. No, I, somebody said kidney today, so I'm thinking I'm just going with that, but I, I don't know which one it was. Well, whether it was, it was a kidney or a spleen, you probably don't want to lacerate one. Yeah, not very good. And then you would have these shoulder surger- surgeries, right, injuries, and you would say, okay, he didn't, he can't get on the field this last year, and he's not getting on it again this year. Mm, this is tough. Like, guy probably just can't throw anymore. We've seen little shoulder injuries mess up Markel Fultz's career. We've seen neck infusions and Peyton Manning's career. We, I would have understood a little more. But the fact that he came back last year and produced as one of the second or third, but uh, Mahomes statistically was better. So I'm talking about statistically yeah. was the second or third best quarterback in the NFL last year. And then played all 18 games that he played with the playoffs for him to just not come back because of a leg thing. Like, it just, it didn't add up. If it was last year, I'd been like, okay, he's having trouble getting back on the field. 
then he comes out, has the best year of his career, plays 18 games with no injuries, and then retires. And he's 29, and you're just in, in the Super Bowl window when his offensive line is finally really good and their defense is starting to get good. And they, they have their, you know, his weapons are all right. I yeah, it was, don't get it. Yeah, it was all lined up to be this was going to be the year, and I, I've been saying it since last offseason, last season ended. Like, this was, this was going to be the year of Andrew Luck. I, I really believe that, that this was going to be the year Andrew Luck becomes the best quarterback in the NFL. And you yeah. had, like, you know, we'll never know that now. But, I mean, we're looking at, you know, his first six NFL seasons. Only Dan Marino threw for more yards, than, uh, more touchdown passes than him. In his first six NFL seasons, only Dan Marino and Peyton Manning threw for more yards than him. I mean, the guy, I, I guess I guess it's hard to question, like, did he achieve the potential when he played? I'm not talking about off you know, the injuries and stuff. But when he actually played, he achieved that potential that everyone thought he was going to be. It's just um, that he didn't play enough to achieve that potential. I would say yes and no, but I agree. Obviously, I think if he was able to stay longer, he, I guess you'd say he probably lived up to it. The only problem, which it's unfair, this is not his fault, and I actually heard uh, a lot of people kind of talking about this today. I heard this with Colin Coward and his former teammate, Pat McAfee, yeah. we were talking about this, whereas one of his biggest issues is that he was too nice, right? He wouldn't go to the GM and be like, give me a goddamn offensive line. And he's the type of guy that I feel like not only that did the injuries derail him from reaching that fullest potential, he they also did not surround him with the, the greatest pieces to reach that potential. And that's why, yeah, you could say he kind of reached it when he was on field, but I actually think that there was more potential if he had surrounding pieces, you look like look at a guy. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. If, if, if he could have, I mean, as good as he was, like he could have been number. better if he had an offensive line, for example. Yeah, I mean, we saw that last year. Yeah, and that's where where I'm saying you're right that we did see that he does have that potential, but I'm not necessarily saying he's reached the fullest of it. And but it has nothing to do with his talent. It has more to do with hey, like he wasn't blessed like Russell Wilson to come into a situation with the top five defense a great running back, a great receiving core, and a decent offensive line and win a Super Bowl. If he was part of the Seattle Seahawks, for example, I think we would have seen him reach heights higher than Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's how I feel Fortunately, he didn't have that, and it's kind of made his – not only did it affect him not reaching his fullest potential, and I think people not recognizing his true greatness, it also actually kept him off the field and now officially ended his career. Yeah, no, it it, it it is sad. And, like, I I guess there's two things you got to look at here. Uh, I mean, I know it's too early to speculate, but, I mean, will he come back? I mean, it's very possible. Uh, a lot of people need a recharge, you know, but. Uh, hey, George. I, I, I Yep. Uh, it just broke up for, like, a solid. Right when you said I have two things to say here, so restart that. All right. Uh, the, I was saying well, two things that you can really t- look at here is, one, uh, there's two p- things I still want. I think we should be talking about. One is, do you actually think he's going to come back? And two, um, what did you think of the Indianapolis Colts fans booing him on the way back to the uh, after the game? Uh, you choose which one you want to talk about first, I guess. Okay, I'm going to add two more to that as well, and that should be maybe a couple. We'll do like a minute or two on each topic before we wrap up, which is I also want to add the fact that the Colts did give him some of the money back. Yep, $24 million. 
And I also wanted to add, um, when I remember, we'll bring it up. But, oh, I also wanted to add, talk about the owners really quick and the GMs and kind of what we just talked about. But By like, the way, I, th- I, I, I kind of feel like that all ties back to whether he's coming back or not, personally. But I can... also think it ties back to they're giving him this money because I think they know that if you're the owner, let's talk about this for a second. Right. If you're the owner, you're Jim Irsay or you're one of the, not the current GM, but Jim Irsay, I think one of the reasons that they did give him back the money, I'm going to mix my two topics together and then let's end with your, your two because they're a little better, I think. Um, the reason they gave him the money back, I believe, like as a Jim Irsay, is obviously so it can try to entice him to like say you're part of the Colts family, come back. But I think it also is part of knowing that, their lack of having a good GM when he started his career and their lack of dysfu- their dysfunction. And unfortunately, you know, Chuck Pagano had cancer and then they had to give him his job back and lose Bruce Arians, which kind of sucks, right? But mm-hmm. the, all that and not having a good offensive line, not demanding more from the team or from the GM at that point is part of why his career ended. If he had a decent offensive line, you, there's no for sure, but that – gives a much better chance that he's healthy and is still playing football. And I think that's part of why they give him their money back along with the fact that saying, you know, if you do choose to come back, we did give you the money and you are under contract here. No, no, it makes perfect sense. Uh, like, I, well, I guess the first, the other question we want to add is how much cocaine did Jim say uh, do on uh, Saturday night? <laughs> Hopefully, you know, or he didn't, he's lucky he didn't get that drunk driving charge again, but Anyway, um, the more important thing is that you're right, man. Like, I think that when you actually go take a step back and who knows, maybe he doesn't have any idea if he's coming back or but he says to himself, maybe Ursa is like, you know what? If Andrew does decide to come back, our good gesture here will make it more likely if he comes back, he comes back to the Colts. And, th- and that's important, which I think is what would happen. I know me and you have discussed the possibility of like, oh. What if Tom Brady retires and goes, or, and then he goes to the Patriots, right? Well, I do know this. He's still under contract with Indianapolis, um, and he's not allowed to play elsewhere until that length because they gave him the money back. Until that length of contract is over, he can't play elsewhere. Which is three years, I think, right? Yeah. Two so, years, yeah. I mean, because people were talking about the XFL. I saw a tweet today, and it's like his dad's obviously the commissioner. He's not contractually obligated. He's not allowed to go play for the XFL because if he was and, going to and, play and, and, and why would he want to go play from the NFL? To I understand. No, I'm just, I, I think it was a good example to lead to the Patriots discussion. Yeah. Or would he come back? If he's coming back within the next three years, he's going to be on the Colts. And if he comes back after that, first of all, he's going to be like 33, 34 at that point. And I still think he would probably come back as a member of the Colts as a, I just, he seems like such a, the guy didn't even cause any issues there and obviously is sad and depressed. He just seems like a guy that would come back to the Colts as a, I'm sorry, I left type of deal. Yeah. I, I get, and then um, I guess that's a good segue. Like, I don't think it affects anything at all. Cause he did say he's going to live in, in, his plan is to stay living in Indianapolis uh, as, as he's retired. So, but the fans booing him was just like, I have no problem with it in a way because like I wouldn't boo. I'm not a booer. You know that. But you got a bunch of fans who are drunk off their mind, probably preseason game, excited for the season. And it's not, and news just trickles while they're at the game that Andrew Luck's retiring. They're, they're just fucking 
pissed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're upset. Like, I don't like it. I think it's cl- not, it's not classy. It's not cool. But I understand why. I mean, obviously, they're mad. And sometimes, like, dude, you've gotten bad news in your life before. And you've yelled fuck. Or you've been pissed. Or you reacted in a way you don't really. Like, if you actually look back and you're like, yeah, I kind of shouldn't have done that. I should have reacted a little better. And I think that's what happened with the Colts fans. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's not a classy move, obviously, but it's. I guarantee it's a fan that booz, is boozed up or a fan that just bought season tickets yesterday, and I I can't blame those specific fans, right? If I'm gonna if if I'm gonna buy season tickets for the Seattle Seahawks tomorrow morning, and then Russell Wilson retires, not only am I pissed that my season tickets suck, I also lost money on my season tickets. The team's about to be worse. My first reaction is gonna be a fuck you and a boo. But I'm sure if those fans heard his press conference and the reasoning, let's say a day or two before the game and he was there, he would not have been booed off the field. He would have been clapped off the field. The problem was a little bit of all how it was done. It was in the middle of a game. It got tweeted out for some it reason. It got leaked out for some reason. Yeah. I don't know how. Ursay must have been drunk and texted Schefter. Yeah, I mean, they knew, it sounded like. So yeah. if mean, he had to go do like an emergency press, I don't think he was actually ready to do that press conference. I don't think that was supposed to happen, but the news broke because I, yeah. during the game. So I don't think they said the press conference was, he was going to announce it Sunday or Monday. And then after it happened during the game. So I think they were like, Andrew, do you want to go say something? Like he had to, right? I actually thought that Jim, whoever released it, it could be his agent, Jim or say his dad, whoever. No, his, his agent is, it turns out to be actually his uncle. Okay, well, just so, FYI. So still, it could be his agent who leaked it out. Um, could have done it during the game thinking that, you know, maybe not that many people at the game have their, like, Adam Schefter push notifications on. Right. You know what I mean? Like, a fan is maybe more – they might have thought it had been a good time to do it, like, kind of quietly while they're all at the game. But I think it turned out to backfire. And I don't blame the fans that booed. Might have been boozed up. You're pissed, initial reaction. What I would blame now – is if let's say Angela goes back for the, one of their games this year, if he gets booed, then I'd really see it as a oh yeah. No, bad and I don't view. think, and I don't think they do that personally. I think it's just one of those things where you react. It's like with the Toronto Raptor fans when uh, Kevin Durant towards Achilles, or like, cheering him, and they probably thought about it like, ah, oh, that was dumb. That I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, that wasn't great. That wasn't the nicest thing to do. He tore. Yeah. His... It, it, you know what? Because they wouldn't. If he came back in the game that day, they wouldn't have cared about it. But when they found out it was an Achilles there. They're like, damn, that was shitty of us. No, exactly. So it is what it is. Uh, a couple things, man. Uh, Josh McDaniels, I wonder if he had like any inkling after like not taking the Colts job that not that Andrew Luck was retiring, but Andrew Luck is not going to be around for as long as other people think he is. I don't think so. Um, I mean, Andrew Luck's plan according to what everything we're seeing was to come he wouldn't have showed up to training camp if his plan was not to play this year this True. injury snuck up on him right and i think it goes back to one reason josh mcdaniel might have not taking this job and something that you've been uh very reluctant reluctant to ever admit is the fact that which angel luck has admitted it now he is injury prone yeah whether you've always said no he's not he's only missed this one year in this game pretty much what he told us is like I'm so damn injury prone that it hurts and it sucks and I fight a injury every day of my life that I can't play. And I think Josh McDaniels saw okay, you know Tom Brady 
Yeah, tore his ACL once, right? But he's been around a guy in Tom Brady who never gets hurt. ACL is a freak accident. Shoulder injuries and these Achilles things, and I get lacerated in my rib. Andrew Luck didn't have, like, one freak accident. He's had consistent, different, difficult problems. And I think what Andrew Luck told us the other day was, hey, I'm injury prone. You guys all know that. I know that. I can't even get past that. And that's probably why a guy like Josh McDaniels maybe didn't take a job is not because he knew he wouldn't play, but he's like, damn, every other time we face the Colts, Andrew Luck's not out there. Yeah. And it, 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 it just, it, I guess it was the right decision in hindsight in a way that he didn't take the job. Um, it just, it sucks, man. Like, you, you know, anytime I will say this, like I, for example, like Baker Mayfield, right. I'm not like the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. I don't like the way he carries himself for a quarterback. But obviously, if Baker Mayfield plays really well, it's better for football. The more quality quarterbacks and good players and fun players to watch there are, the more enjoying enjoyable it is for us. And I just, you know, it's gonna be it's sad that we don't get to enjoy watching Andrew Luck. I agree. It's sad. Um, I, I fully respect the decision because after you listened to it, it did just sound like this is – this is it started off as a physical health issue, which has now turned into a mental health issue. And, you know, I'm an advocate for mental health. And I totally get that he's not only has it physically hurt him. It's obviously hurting him mentally, the cycle of it all. And if that's how you feel, you need to take a step away from the game, which is why, once again, I guess it depends how you take it more. I could see a potential return one day because I'm seeing it more of a mental health type of deal to me if it's more of a physical thing then maybe he never comes back but i think you know it, it doesn't sound like he had that serious of an injury this year but i think that even now the little nagging things have become such a mental block for him yep. is why he stepped away from the game yeah definitely it became it came super mental man and it, it, it makes it really tough um yeah i mean this also does a lot i guess to which, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, now uh, the AFC South is probably Houston's to win. Uh, I was, just opens uh, up. I disagree with that. I mean, they're the favorites to win. That's why, like, it's theirs to win. Well, yeah, but I see, I, I mean, they're favored in Vegas maybe, but, like, I think pretty evenly, I was going to say, I mean, I only got two more minutes here, but I will say this. I thought that was an interesting topic that, this division, I thought, was pretty locked up for the Colts. And now I think there's three teams that could potentially win it. Because, I mean, we've seen oh, the Titans. I agree with, oh, I agree with that completely. <laughs> we've seen the Titans, like, kind of come out of nowhere some years and be pretty good. We've seen Houston. I know they just lost Lamar Miller, but they, they got um, Duke Johnson as a backup. And, you know, Deshaun Watson's there. And you got a pretty decent team in general. And the Jaguars, I don't know what Nick Foles is going to be. I don't know how good their defense is going to be compared to other years. But – if Nick Foles is somewhat decent, that team can be all right as well. Uh, so I just think it's interesting. We went from a division that was, I felt like the Colts, like, you know, very strong favorites to a division that I think is now one of the more interesting ones with how many, you know, there's going to be a pretty tight race there. Absolutely, man. And it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. There's so much, so much unpack. We'll see if, uh, you know, if he, he might come back one day, he might not. I, I, if, but at the end of the day, it's his decision. I know a lot of people had like a lot of different things to say on Twitter and all these different takes, questioning him, calling him soft millennial. 
Like, come on. This guy's life. I mean, you know what's funny to me? Just I want to make this point we just, really quick. We just lost all that you said there for a second. Uh, I, I, I was saying, you know, at the end of the day, we had a lot of people who would just attack Andrew Luck. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people wanted hot takes and wanted to say Andrew Luck's soft and Andrew Luck's a millennial. Here's the thing with that. I, I just want to say. Uh, all those, that was- I got. That was I, I, that was the minority, not the majority. No, I, that's why I said uh, the, oh. I, the yeah you, you lost the first when I said it first time. It, you had some people who were just you know trying to make a crazy point and stuff. I just want to say to those people, these are the same people. If you ask them, would you let your kid play football? They'd probably say no. Yeah, because you know it's not safe. Yeah. So 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 spare me on the Andrew Luck is soft shit. Like I I, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, all. Has nothing to do with millennials. Nothing to do with that. It's it's a tough game of football. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, George. Well, man, what a wild, random thing to have before the season starts. Absolutely. And uh, of course, uh, we'll be back probably tomorrow night. Um, hard knocks, or maybe Wednesday for hard knocks. Talking about that. Talk about some more football. We're going to be doing now that we switch over platforms. We're going to be uh, doing some more podcasts a little easier and. Uh, We'll be getting to our position players one here in the next couple of days and maybe a fancy football one for the people. Yeah, I like that. And I was actually thinking to do over-unders as well. So let's um, do it. We can do um, that next week. Yep. Well, big things are coming. Make sure you guys uh, check out our website at sontsports.com, S-O-N-T sports.com. You can find our podcast at pod that on Twitter and at that being said pod on Instagram. Um, and as always at G on Twitter, that's G. J-A-R-J-O-U-R, and I'm at Georgeur, Sammy, S-A-M-I, same last name as George. We're brothers. Um, you got anything else to say? Uh, no, I don't. Um, you know, the air's getting a little crisper outside. Just, you know what that means. It's almost football season. Almost football season. Well, George, you know, this is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace.